Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Duana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. If you're watching on TV, you're watching on YouTube, you don't see us, it's because we're not there. We're here. Idaho Central Arena, downtown Boise, Idaho, the Big Sky Conference Basketball Tournament rolls on. Thanks for listening to the first hour of the show. If you missed anything in the first hour, we're here from Andrew Houghton, recapping the last couple days of action in both the women's and the men's tournaments. Also from Trisha Binford, KJ Lamardo, and Darian White from the Montana State women's team. They are into the finals of the Big Sky Tournament. They'll take on Northern Arizona tomorrow. That's Friday, 1 p.m. And we also heard some commentary on the reallotment, the reassigning, the rescheduling of the Big Sky Conference Tournament. Southern Utah leaving the league this year. So that means the league will have 10 teams next year. And uh, so they, the bracket is new. They'll have six teams getting buys instead of seven. And the tournament now will run from Saturday through Wednesday rather than the Monday through Saturday affair it is currently. Part of that is to get the men's championship game on ESPN2. So a good move by the league in terms of exposure. But we debated what's the give and take when it comes to national TV exposure, but maybe less fans able to attend with the championship being in the middle of the week. I guess we'll see how it all plays out. It remains to be seen, but that will be the format as we get back to Boise next year. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, you can always find it. On the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by the advocates as well as 
by Sports Bet Montana. Got some cool stuff coming up with Sports Bet Montana in the month of April. We try to stay busy as much as we can around here and try to take this show on the road as much as we can. So stay tuned for that. We will have some remote broadcasts from some local establishments in the city of Missoula, sponsored by Sports Bet Montana. And we'll be watching some sports with you guys and maybe even teaching you a little bit about odds and money lines and what it all means when you're getting minus 250 or plus 300. What does that actually mean when you're betting on the Sports Bet Montana machines? So stay tuned uh, for the details on all of that. We are surviving the week so far, but last night was an excellent game between Montana State and Idaho. So reinvigorated for sure. I'm pre-recording this that you're listening to right here because the University of Montana has just wrapped up their quarterfinal game. But I'm recording this before this has happened, so I can't give you an update, but we will give you an update soon. But because I knew this was going to be the case with the format with both the Bobcats and the Grizz men's teams playing the first two quarterfinals of this Thursday game, I recorded with my main guy, Ty Gregorak. He's our Big Sky Conference analyst for football here at Skyline Sports as well as ESPN Radio. And to really appreciate him for being a part of everything like he always is. But we talked some key storylines when it comes to spring football for the University of Montana, which is underway, and Montana State University, which starts here in a couple weeks. The Grizz started early. They're going to have a spring break in the midst of spring ball and uh, then finish the, the rest of it up. They'll have a spring game in Kalispell, excuse me, in Hamilton uh, on uh, April 2nd. And uh, the Bobcats, they don't get started until late March. So we'll have some more coverage and some interviews out of Montana State spring ball as well uh, with Brent Vegan and some of his staff members joining us. But for now, just the Grizz are rolling, but we talked both Grizz and Bobcats here with Ty Gregorak. This is part of our tournament takeover, and it's presented in part by Ryan Holloway and Miller. Paul Ryan is a name that's been synonymous with law around the Garden City at the Treasure State for decades, and Paul's excited to announce the expansion of his firm to Ryan Holloway and Miller. From auto accidents to medical malpractice to wrongful death and any criminal defense, Ryan Holloway and Miller should be your first call. Ryan Holloway and Miller your Montana attorney. Here is Ty Gregorak on some of the key storylines for spring football around the state of Montana. Big Sky Breakdown. Haven't done one of these in a little bit. We've been uh, doing all sorts of different styles of Big Sky Breakdowns. We give you a lot of basketball post-game audio, but there's been not real time to do analysis-based podcasts on hoops because we've had games pretty much every freaking night. But the fact that the uh, reschedulings and all of the different things that have been going on around the Big Sky Conference. So we're going to talk some football today, though, because as we record this, spring ball started yesterday at the University of Montana. Montana State doesn't start for a little while. They don't start till after spring break. So uh, but we're going to talk about both the Grizz and the Cats, but we'll start with the Grizz. Ty Gregorak joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown, one of our weekly contributors here on the podcast. And you can also find him on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, uh, as well as SWX Montana Television. And so some of you are listening to that like this right now as we are in Boise the week after the Grizz have started spring ball. But the dates and all the times, none of that is relevant. Coach Ty, first of all, thanks for being with us, man. How you been? I'm doing great, Coulter. How are you? Life is good, man. Good, good. Well, let's talk about the Grizz because... Coming out of the 2020 season, a lot to be proud of if you're Montana. I thought they had one of the best defensive efforts that they've had in quite some time. They look like a throwback Grizz defense of old. They had outstanding players on that side of the ball. And on offense, they had some bright spots, but the basically defining factors of their season offensively were the inconsistencies 
partially spurred on by injuries at quarterback and the inconsistencies in the run game, partially spurred on by their inconsistencies and massive amount of injuries at running back. So first and foremost, Ty, they brought in a bunch of guys, whether it was transfers or high school kids, when you look at the Grizz roster. But what do you, what do you think in terms of the offseason was the biggest thing that they needed to address, both personnel-wise but also just mentality-wise? Well, they, they had another great run. I mean, there's a lot of teams that would be, you know, ecstatic about making uh, the quarterfinals. Um, I think, you know, when we start talking about both these schools, the million dollar question is going to be quarterback, you know, and the way it's shaping up right now, it, it has the potential to be a all mountain West uh, Montana and Montana state quarterback uh University, but that being said, you know we've we've still got there's some guys in the program that uh, have had some playing time, and um, you know Chris Brown's going to have a, a, a nice opportunity to compete with the fellow that they're bringing in from San Diego State. I think defensively, they you know they return essentially their best players. I mean, their best dudes are coming back off of, as you said, most of the year an elite defense. Um, so I think you know knowing knowing Coach Houck, um, you know when did the Grizz struggle the most and, and and you kind of touched on it it's when they were beat to heck I mean, they, they were just when 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 they when they weren't able to fire on all cylinders health wise you know they just weren't the same team which goes you know that, that that's that, that's true with every football team but um i know that coach Houck probably um and, and and dan ryan and strength coach and and all the coaches you know play a huge part in developing the roster in the off season and that you know that starts with you know the winter winter conditioning and the, the competitive stuff that coach Hawk loves to do on the mats and just getting those guys out there and competing and then he wants to see who will fight and who's just dog tired but will continue to, to give it everything they got there in those in, in morning workouts are hard culture i mean they, they i mean if you ask 99 percent of college football players would tell you the one thing they probably dislike the most would, would either be a winter condo or b spring football I mean that's just that's just a fact, and so we're in the we're in the meat of those two things right now. Obviously, they just completed winter conditioning, where they're trying to get guys bigger, faster, stronger, and healthy off of you know the goal of that football team is to make long playoff run slash a championship run into January, and so um, you want to be as well conditioned of a football team as possible. And Coach Hauk traditionally, historically, has always done that, and will always continue to do that. And then the other side is of that development piece is the stuff they're doing off the field. The amount of time that kids can now come in and, and get some extra film study and, and work with their coaches and, you know, watch watch games and cut-ups, and, and, and they can really, you know, do a self-scout on themselves as both players and coaches. That's a huge part of college football. What did we do well? What did we do poor? What can we improve on? And obviously, they're going to try to improve on everything. They've got a really nice thing going on both sides of football, all three phases. I know they lost their punter uh, to Nebraska, which would be a big thing because he did a, you know, he was probably one of the more underrated players on the on the on the football field for the Grizzlies because man, when you got a guy, you know, you and I talked about it a few months ago when you had a guy like Jared Padmos who just kind of went under the radar and just, you know, he, he could always, most of the time, flip the field for you as a defense. That's huge. So, I mean, there's there's some questions to be answered. There's some holes to fill, like every offseason. I, I know they've addressed it. Uh, the mighty transfer portal, you know, the portal uh, continues to rear its head. We just saw it yesterday in the uh, Bozeman. I'm assuming we'll get to that one here soon, but I expect the Grizzlies, you know, once they kind of figure out their quarterback situation and fill a couple holes from some dudes that they love and losing, uh, losing Jace, uh, that, you know, their linebacker is a big loss. He, he's a fantastic football player, but I know they re- returned some, you know, Patrick O'Connell and the well-known kid and obviously Robbie's a, a wily old veteran back there. So I, I expect great things from the Grizzlies this year. I really do. 
you worked for Bobby Houck for a long time. You also uh, were recruited by him, played under him, all that. But then you also worked for a couple other head coaches during your time as a Big Sky Conference assistant coach and defensive coordinator. Coach Houck, it seems like the legend of his winter conditioning it far exceeds even other programs. It's never easy anywhere, but it seems like maybe the, the, the nightmarish memories linger among former players that played for Coach Houck more than anybody else. Is it really that much harder? There are certain elements of it that probably are. I don't know how you know everyone in the in the country runs their program. Um, I did work for Coach Houck a long time. It was a very similar model uh, as both a player at Colorado and then when I GA'd for that group at Washington. He probably took it to maybe a different level in terms of some of the com- the, the combat type situations he put the guys in. I mean, that literally they will go through an hour workout, be exhausted from from jumping, running, you know, doing all the different stuff they're doing. And and then at the end, you know, he'll bring two guys onto the mat and just watch them compete. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a test. I mean, listen, why do you do it at 5.30, 6 a.m.? Because it's hard, right? You don't have to do it then. You could do it at 3 or 4 in the afternoon. And, you know, you put in a $7.2 million uh, indoor complex, you can do it anytime you want. You can start having midnight madness for a winter condo like Mike Leach used to do, you know? So, um, no, it's just it, it's, a, it's a very tough competitive atmosphere on those morning workouts for Coach Huck. That's all I'll say. Another thing that was a piece of news coming out of the Grizz, besides the addition of several transfers, including Lucas Johnson, the quarterback from San Diego State, who you mentioned, was also the first time that they've had any sort of staff turnover since Coach Houck came back on board. I guess they had C.J. Cox went to Kent State, and he was replaced by Ronnie Bradford as the cornerbacks coach last year. But of the core guys, especially the ones that have such deep ties to Montana, our good friend Shan Schillinger, he's headed to Mississippi State. We reported that here at Skyline Sports last week. But more than just an analysis, tie on Shan's move itself because that's one you know he's just trying to progress his coaching career but what do you think that does just to the stability of the staff because it is sort of rare that they've even had the kind of stability they've had on the staff since coach how came back yeah uh i mean well let's start with shan one what a great opportunity for shan i mean shan is a fantastic young man i love him uh not like a son he's but i mean he's just a wonderful wonderful guy and oh by the way he's a great football coach so I think it's a neat opportunity for him. I mean, I'll be honest, you, you can you can get stuck a little bit in the big sky if, if you don't take opportunities like that. I mean, I look around the, the league and, you know, you and I talk about Andy Thompson all the time. I mean, he is essentially a career life long big sky assistant you're telling me he's he's not as good or a better football coach than than a lot of coaches at the next level absolutely not so i think and when i say stuck i don't mean that in a bad way the big sky is a fantastic football conference you look around the league most of them are incredible places to live and raise a family but the the, the financial rewards are just not ever going to be the same that's that, that's the way it is and that'll always be the way it is at fcs even at programs like jmu who i know is moving up north dakota state pays their coaches well but it's just still not the same so i think for him to go get a chance to work in the SEC uh, and, and, and get to work with the best athletes in the world and coach on, on the highest stage is a huge thing for him. The second part of that is, historically, Coach Hawk does not have a lot of turnover on his staff. So in the, in the first seven years that he was there, we had a couple guys leave, and I can name them on one hand. I mean, we had uh, uh, Dave Schramm, uh, who left for Utah, uh, uh, Jeff Hammerschmidt left for Cal Poly and then immediately went to Stanford. Um, Pete Caligus is with us for a year or two, then went to Wyoming and basically stayed at Wyoming until this last year. Uh, Tim Houck, his brother, joined us there, you know, 
two, three years into when we were there, and then he left for UCLA. And then you had his uncle Tom, Ron Kowalski, and Fred von Oppen, who all coached with us and then retired. You know, so but I mean, if you look at if you look at the national landscape to talk, you know, to talk about coaches on one hand in seven years in the first go around, that's pretty good. You know, uh, Montana's an, Missoula's an unbelievable place to live. Missoula's an unbelievable place to, to raise your family. The quality of life is special. It's just you're not going to get paid like you can at the Power Five level. So, um, you know, guys, guys like uh, listen. I, I worked in the Big Sky for 15 years, Coulter, and I can tell you that every guy that I worked with at Montana and Montana State that left those programs longs for Montana. They miss Montana. They remember the good times in Montana and the, you know, and that, that, that's what people, I mean, shoot, I'm, I'm, I work for a company now with 46,000 employees and I'll meet people and tell them where I'm from. And they're, they look at me like I'm a dang unicorn, you know, so they're like, well, they asked me two questions, Coulter. One, is it like Yellowstone the show? Right. And two, uh, and two, you know, it's it just, it's amazing how foreign this place is to a lot of people. They've heard of it, you know, and obviously Yellowstone is, is you know, the beauty and shoot and the parts of Yellowstone aren't even filmed in Montana, you know, and it's like, uh, no, we don't get kicked at people and whack them and go bury them at the Wyoming border. That's just not what we do. At least I don't, uh, Colter. <laughs> but no, I mean, Bob, 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 Bobby's always done a really good job of retaining coaches. Coaches want to live here. They want to work for Bobby, and they know they're going to be successful. So now it's just a matter of, you know, making that dream run and that number one ring on, on his finger this time, you know. Well, last question on the Grizz then, because we talked about some of the things that they can possibly develop with the offseason training and also the additions they made to their roster. Uh, but also, Bobby Houck's program is a developmental-based program, which means despite, uh, you know, the fact that spring ball has sort of fallen, fallen out of favor and a lot of people are debating its validity and its importance, these times of year, whether it's spring ball or fall camp, that's the time that Bobby Houck loves coaching the most, and it's the time he gets the most out of his guys in terms of bringing them along and developing them as players. So, um, how important is this time of year for the Grizz? Uh, some would argue it's probably the most important time of the year. Um, you know, again, Coach Houck loves to coach. You and I have talked about that for years together. He loves to coach football. And Bobby Bobby could, you know, Bobby could coach pretty much any position on the field, you know. And I, I think a lot of that stems from his special teams background. And when you're a special teams coach, you, you work with everyone on the football team. You don't work with just offensive players and defensive players, especially. You get to work with everybody. And... You know, I think that's that's a real testament to who he is as a coach. He he grew up. His old man was a coach and a great coach and a wonderful man. Um, you know, his brother loves breathe eat football. It's what the Hawks do, man. I mean, and you can see it now to the next generation. You're telling me, find me a guy in the big sky that loves football more than Robbie Hawks. It's just impossible. All right. Um, he loves this time of year. I mean, this is this this is the time of year where. He is making the 2022 Grizzlies, and they're they're making themselves into something that you know maybe maybe even as a young person they didn't realize they could achieve in terms of some of the gains they're going to make with their body speed and size, and then obviously the football IQ stuff that you can coach kids up, and they're going to turn on that Montana State game and 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 look and, and remember and and watch all the wonderful things that happened in that game, and then they're going to watch the James Madison game and go, boy, okay, if we want to elevate this thing and we want to get to the next level, this is what we got to do better next year. So again. I think the schedule is going to be. I think I just think it's going to be a fun season. I don't know when you and I are going to get to talk again. Uh, I'm assuming not for a while, but um, I, I I don't know. I think again, if they can they can kind of dial in their quarterback situation. I think their backfield's pretty good. I think they've got some receivers that have emerged as some real dudes. Uh, again, you and I've talked, uh, especially through this last year, how consistent 
and that offensive line get into protecting whoever that is at pulling the trigger and, and, and obviously blocking through the tailbacks. And because again, I think defensively, I, I know they lost a couple of really good players. I just think they've, the, the, the guys that are playing that defense have been doing it for so long that uh, they're, they're, they're really masters at that defense right now. I mean, I know not every game is perfect. No game will ever be perfect, but I, I love what they're returning on defense. And then um, I, th- I think, I think right now, all the way up until, you know, end of July, August, they're really trying to, to mature, you know, that I think I, I think I read, what is it? 62, 63 players that are listed as freshmen or sophomore, you know, so that's still, that's still really a, a young football team. And I know a lot of those guys have gotten experience. They're just young people. And so they're trying to develop young people still so that they're not playing and acting like freshmen and sophomores. They're playing like juniors and seniors, even though, you know, and, and that's what's so that's what's so tough about this COVID stuff is like, I'm trying, like to me, Robbie Houck's been playing college football for like nine years, you know, right. so, uh, I- I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what year some of these guys are with the COVID deal, you know, but I, I expect, I-, I think the, the Grizz are poised to have a really good run this year. Big Shot Breakdown brought to you in part by Blackfoot Communications and in part by Alpine Touch. Ty Gregory joining us here on Skyline Sports. And uh, let's talk quickly about the Bobcats, Coach. The two biggest pieces of news this last couple weeks was Tucker Rovig, former Montana quarter, Montana State quarterback, going to Idaho as graduate assistant. He's from Boise, so not maybe that big of a surprise, especially since they have a new coaching staff with Jason Eck taking over there and uh, so some new opportunities for guys around the league. But then Casey Bauman, a guy who came in as a very talented yet incredibly raw guy, really athletic rocket arm but not very polished of a quarterback and he sort of waited his turn he was the starting quarterback for two games in 2019 before getting replaced by Rovig and uh, never really was able to find his way back on the field so I'm not surprised that Bauman left either but uh, sort of just another state of affairs right who would have ever thought in November of last year that we'd be talking about Matt McKay, Tucker Rovig and Casey Bauman all on their way out a fourth string freshman quarterback in Tommy Mallott leading one of the great runs we've ever seen and a new quarterback in Sean Chambers a FBS transfer Mountain West guy joining Montana State the quarterback crew has been completely flipped on its head and turned over in the span of three months at Montana Montana State. Oh, it's crazy, but I mean, why, why wouldn't, I mean, hey, let's talk about the quarterback situation at Montana State over the last six, seven years, Coulter. I mean, come on, what are we talking about? I mean, since a, a program that can have Dakota Fruit Cup, uh, you know, most recently before the six, seven years, Denarius McGee, and then a guy by the name of Travis Lule. It's shocking. It's shocking the, you know, listen, Brent, Brent Vegan was hired for a lot of different reasons, but I think one of the main reasons he was hired was his track record as an offensive mind, but recruiting, developing, and getting quarterbacks to play big-time football under, under, his, under his leadership, you know, and so... They, uh, uh, you know, I know that I know they've got the kid from Wyoming who, you know, he's, he probably knows intimately and and uh, knows well from recruiting and the family and all of it. Uh, obviously, Tommy emerged as a, as a as a dude. Whether whether that I, I don't know. I mean, whether that is home forever. I mean, obviously he he did an unbelievable job when he was there, but it's just been a revolving door. I mean, honestly, since we took the job in the '16, I mean, you can name all the different quarterbacks who have taken snaps, who were rec- recruited to the program. And I'll be honest, I recruited Casey, and uh, Casey's a great kid. And I, I know you and I share similar views on this transfer portal deal, but. I just personally, I don't. If any, if any, if anybody saw Caleb Bauman walk into a room and have to like almost duck his head, he's. I mean, he is six seven. He's huge. Maybe a short six. He's huge. He's a big man, and if you watch him play basketball, oh buddy, he snapped a backboard like Shaq. Right, right. I mean, he he can run and jump, and I I just. 
I kind of told him in recruiting, like, uh, I mean, we all want to be recruited. We all want to get a chance to play college football, but now you got to, you got to, you got to find what fits for you, uh, you know, individually, but you also got to find what fits for the team. I just feel like, man, you, you're, wa- you're, you're watching, you're watching a six, seven, six, eight Mongo human being walk out the door. I, I, I sure would have tried to do everything in my power to get him to stay. And, and, and I would have turned him into a tight end myself, or at least had those conversations. I don't know what conversations they had with him, but he is a big, good looking athlete that I just feel like, I mean, look, look what North Dakota state does with, with, uh, with their tight ends. I mean, the multitude of tight ends and, and you know, a lot of times culture, those guys were big old high school quarterbacks from, you know, small town, Minnesota or small town, North Dakota, and they turn them into tight ends. And, uh, so, you know, Tucker, Tucker's a Tucker's a really good young man, and and uh, you know he just it's it, it's too bad that he didn't have the kind of career that I know that he wanted to. That I know that um, you know the, the co- you know that we wanted him to. Uh, the coaches that recruited him, but he's a good kid, and I, I think he's going to have a, a really nice opportunity with with Coach Jack. Coach Jack's a great dude. He is a I've always loved him since our days battling against each other um, in the brawl, and and even when he was at South Dakota State. You know, he's just a good good dude, good family. Um, I, I really wish the best. For him um and he must have interviewed well and he's, he's got a d- great track record because i actually know personally some dudes that were going after that job that didn't get it so so they must have saw something in him in kochek uh you know probably, honestly it's probably he could be anti-patrino is why they loved him because that's what he is I mean, he's, just, he's a big old teddy bear and, and you know obviously he can get after it when he wants to with, with the old line or you know now the whole team but no it's an interesting situation in montana state no question you know chad Personally, I know Chad uh, probably did and said and, and showed all the right things to get the opportunity to come to Montana State. But, I mean, I, I don't think any defensive coordinator probably ever turned on the table and go, oh, God, here we go. We're in for a long a long one against this kid, you know. And then, Tom, you know, Tommy's health. Can, can, he, can he use this offseason to uh, get that thing repaired and, and healthy uh, in time for, you know, maybe some turns this spring? I would imagine he'll be extremely limited, if at all, this spring and just try to get him as close to 100% by the end of July. Well, that's the last thing I'll leave you with then is that this was a paramount spring ball for Montana State more than the Grizzlies, I think, because they got to replace a couple stalwarts on the offensive line. They're going to have to have some young guys come along and get a lot better. They're going to have to replace a couple of the best defensive players that they've ever had in their program's history, whether it's Troy Anderson or Daniel Hardy or Chase Benson. Those guys don't come around every day. They're pretty tough to replace as well. And uh, also, they have a lot of question marks at quarterback with Tommy Malott coming off surgery and Sean Chambers coming into the program. So I don't even think you can really point to one specific area because I think Montana State, they have several major question marks at incredibly important areas coming into spring ball when they get started later on in March. Oh, no question. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you know that a team is worthy of, of the run they did when, when they're producing multiple dudes, not a dude, but multiple dudes that are going to get a look on Sundays. You know, Troy got to play in the senior bowl. You saw, you saw Daniel and, and, uh, Lewis compete in, in the, uh, the NFLPA or one, one of those, you know, obviously Troy's going to get a, get a chance to show everyone uh, what he can do in the combine. And, and so they have, they have some holes to fill too. I think, I think the loss of Lewis and two, two he's done now too, right? Two he's a senior. That's right. Yep. Yeah. I think the loss of those two, uh, I know that, I, I don't know. I, again, I'm not as close to the program anymore, but you know, what's Isaiah Fonse's status? I, I keep hearing, you know, he, I mean, it, technically, he has one more year left, right? He does, yeah. And that, that he's yeah. just one of those guys with this new day and age where maybe your number one recruit in your 2022 class is making sure Isaiah Fonte stays home. Exactly. I think that 
you know, kind of like Montana, they, they lose some dudes, but they return enough guys that they will absolutely be in the conversation. Can they figure out their quarterback situation for the first time in dang near seven, eight years, you know, or I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say it that way, but you know, where they, where they feel really, really good about the quarterback and they're not putting the best player on the football team who's going to get it looks like a shot on the defensive side of the ball and was an all-american defensive player playing quarterback for you you know um you know you've got you've got a kid that comes in from nc state he gets benched after the brawl next thing you know he's in the transfer portal you're playing with a freshman from butte you know so i just feel like if they can solidify that position they return enough defensively you know to be pretty damn they, they were so good on defense i'll say this though Coulter, you, you know as well as i do uh you know they're transitioning to another coach this is this is their fourth defensive coordinator you know since me i mean if you think about it since the, since the 2018 season which was my last you had coach i owned uh who did a great job got an opportunity to move on coach freddie great job moved on you know, and now you've got this fella. So that's four coordinators, and you know, you just you just hope that enough of the language and you know things like that are, are similar, so that so that that in itself isn't a huge adjustment adjustment for the guys. So anyway, I mean, it should be interesting. They're they're in the same boat as the Grizz. They're in fact they're still in winter conditioning, like you said at the start of the show. You know, I, th- I think I, I always kind of thought there was different ways of looking at spring ball, and I totally get why some some coaches prefer to just wait till after spring break. And just make you know one long month, you know six week push, and then one why some guys love to probably go two weeks on, take that spring break, and then come back just to just freshen up your players. You know they they haven't been banging for months now. You know so um, I get both philosophies, and you know frankly just the, the weather situation in our state. I mean Bozeman traditionally in my time here, man, springs <laughs> it's been a mild winter, but boy springs we can get a lot of snow over here. So. Should should be interesting, man, my man. I think, both, like I said, I think both programs are really good situations. They've got great great coaches and return return enough of the roster to go make uh, to go make runs uh, again for both programs. Ty Gregorak, best in the biz here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Also, you're listening to this on Nuanas now. If you are listening to it on Nuanas now, Coach Ty, I always love having you on, man. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Coulter. I appreciate you and our friendship. And you have a if I don't talk to you for a while. Hopefully get some spring weather and get your butt on the golf course. I know you're fired up to do that, Coulter. So uh, I look forward to talking to you next, man, and enjoy your show. Keep keep rocking. You do a great job. So there you go, Ty Gregorak, longtime assistant football coach, spent 12 years at Montana, three years at Montana State. Now he's been doing some analyst stuff with us at SkylineSportsMT.com for the last couple years. Appreciate Ty for giving us his insight and his thoughts. Always love talking ball with Coach Gregorak. This is all part of our tournament takeover here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. It's presented in part by Palmer's Drug. You go out of your way to buy local when it comes to what you eat. You go out of your way to drink local beers. You try your best to support local businesses at every turn. So why not make the same effort and visit a local pharmacy? Palmer's Drug of Missoula is a pharmacist-owned establishment that can take care of all your needs more efficiently than any of the corporate chains. When you think local, think local pharmacy at Palmer's Drug, located at Southwest Higgins in Missoula. We'll be back at it live. I'll be back sitting in my perch, and we'll hear some feedback from the morning's games from both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. And Chris Redpath, our Big Sky Conference women's basketball commentator, as well as Riley Corker, the voice of the Grizz. They'll both be making appearances here, too, to take you home on your Thursday. Keep it right here. It's 1029 ESPN Missoula. Nuanas now. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams both collegially and professionally. 
There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Darian White and the Bobcats are one step away from going dancing. Hello, I am Jeff Safford. In the final game of five games of action on Wednesday, the Montana State women's basketball team once again rode White, their transcendent point guard, into the championship game of the Big Sky Conference's women's basketball tournament. White hit a buzzer beater to close a back-and-forth first half and scored 16 points while dictating the tempo of action as the second-seeded Bobcats earned a 73-67 win over number 6 Idaho. MSU will play fourth-seeded Northern Arizona, who got past upstart Northern Colorado in Wednesday's other semifinal. The men's tournament in Boise got underway with three first-round games on Wednesday. Sacramento State outlasted Idaho 57-54 to earn the first crack at top-seeded and regular season champion Montana State. Portland State blitzed Idaho State in the second half on their way to a 77-64 win to earn a shot at number two Southern Utah. And Eastern Washington avoided an upset scare from last place Northern Arizona to stay alive as the defending tournament champions. The quarterfinals for the men's tournament got underway Thursday with Montana State playing at noon and Montana taking on Weber State at 2.30. Southern Utah and Portland State play at 5.30 while Eastern Washington and Northern Colorado play at 8. For full coverage of the Big Sky Conference tournaments, tune in to Nuwana's Now right here on ESPN. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. If you do not see us on TV, it's because we're not there. We're here. Idaho Central Arena, downtown Boise, Idaho, marching through the quarterfinals of the Big Sky Men's Tournament. The finals in the women's tournament a set after both Northern Arizona and Montana State won their respective games yesterday. Two of the semifinals participants and one of the semifinals is set on the men's side as well. Montana State blows by Sac State 83-61 in the first game. The top seed of Bobcats advance to the semis for the second year in a row. And then in a unpredictable result, if you believe in history, but not an unpredictable result, but if you watch the matchup on the court played out in the second quarterfinal, Weber State blasts Montana 68-53. The Grizz had eliminated the Wildcats from this tournament seven of the last eight years. That's what I'm talking about when it comes to the history. But this Grizz team isn't what it once was. It's the first time I've seen a Grizz team that is pretty much devoid of any sort of veteran leadership. Mac Anderson being out for the Grizz. 
down the stretch. Just really killed them. They were not, had no ability to really protect the rim or get out and transition offensively. And to him, he's one of the only guys that was a, a four-year player in this program. So the Grizz are young. It's not an excuse, though. They are still striving and struggling to get back to the point where they were at a couple years ago. At Weber State, they overcame their Montana hurdle. And uh, I've seen Weber a lot this year. And I've seen them look like the best team in the conference by a lot. And I've seen them look not good at all. But they're looking like a really good team right now. Dylan Jones, a man among boys in that game. 23 points, 11 rebounds. He's going to be a problem for the rest of the Big Sky Conference. It's part of our tournament takeover here. I'm Colter Nuanez. Happy to be with you. Thanks so much for spending time with us. Our tournament takeover is presented in part by Paul Ryan and Ryan Holloway and Miller. Paul Ryan, one of the most trusted names in law around the state of Montana, and he's excited to announce the expansion of his firm to Ryan Holloway and Miller. From auto accidents to medical malpractice, wrongful death, or any criminal defense, Ryan Holloway and Miller should be your first call. Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys. The third quarterfinal game between the Big Sky Conference's men's teams underway, Southern Utah and... Portland State going at it. This is two of the most athletic teams in the league, so this should be a good one. Let's dive into around the Big Scan women's hoops. Krista Redpath, she's been kind enough to join us each day so far this week, and it is presented in part by Man Mortgage. Man Mortgage is your local hometown mortgage lender. Looking to buy or build a new home this year, refinance to a lower rate, or use your home equity for an exciting new project, make sure to call Man Mortgage. A family-owned Montana company, Man Mortgage has been serving Montana's communities statewide since 1989. Man, mortgage, tried, trusted, and proven. Krista, you've uh, got nine games in the books, and then uh, the 10th one coming tomorrow. So uh, I'm sure that you're tired, but probably very excited as well. How's it been going so far this week? It's just been going great, Coulter. I think that you find energy in just progressing with these teams. Yep. And so definitely my head was a little sore after calling that many games <laughs> on sure. headset. Um, but I, I just feel like it's not even work because I like it so much. So it feels like I'm a part of something and watching teams progress and certain players step up that maybe haven't in the regular season and you just see special moments being made between teams, players, coaches, fans and it's just great to be a part of it. The tone of Tuesday was so interesting because um, there's always a winning team and they're always very excited for sure but there was also sort of a tone where the, the spin was sort of, of a couple teams that didn't do what, maybe what we expected or what, what should be expected of them in the number one seeded Idaho State Bengals and then, of course, the Lady Grizz. Anytime the Lady Grizz don't have postseason success, it's just always a talking point because even though we are sitting here six years removed from Robin Selvig, it still is uh, one of the most proud programs in the league. But I thought that then yesterday the tournament really turned a corner on a positive note, and we, we had two phenomenal semifinals. So let's start with the first one, Northern Arizona versus Northern Colorado. And you got out strong early. Northern Colorado looked completely out of gas right out the gates. They're down 16-4. to But... North Colorado kept on fighting, yet NAU comes away with a victory to punch their ticket. So just break it out for us. What did you see in the action? Why was it so back and forth? Well, I think it was just interesting to see one of the best defenses and one of the best offensive teams. So defensive in UNC, um, offensive in Coach Lori Payne's team. And I think UNC came out with a real strong 2-3 zone, but they looked worn. They looked tired in the second half, and NAU was able to capitalize on that. I think Coach Payne did a nice job spreading the ball. I mean, Kyrika Rashid had 16 points, but 
Nikki Mayo also in double figures and just very spread across the floor and just took advantage of UNC and looked good. We've talked about a ragged skank on this show quite often, but she is, when she gets rolling, she's the best transition point guard in the big sky. I think Darian Weiss is the best overall point guard in the big sky, but if you want to run with Reagan Skank, she will run you into the dirt. It was unbelievable watching how high her energy she played with yesterday. I mean, she had 10 assists. You know, she's a former gymnast. You she can tell a that. gymnast and you a can track tell athlete. That. She's and... sort of hyperactive in her right. the way she's wound. You can tell that. Very, it makes very much sense that she was a gymnast. Um, but it's really cool to see her connection with Coach Payne. And Coach Payne, obviously, just a tremendous guard in her right, you know, in her career for Washington. And to watch her instill that in Regan and see the way that she wants to have it done on the floor. And Regan just pushes in transition. I mean, they just caught UNC on their heels so many times because they're looking to push at all times. They did a great job. Northern Colorado was the story of the tournament because they knocked out the top seed. And although they do fall in the semis, it was a great run for the Bears. And I do think that they have some potential coming into the future, which starts with Hannah Simital, who is one of the best players in the league as a sophomore. What did you think of the job that Christian uh, Matteo did in her first year as a head coach? Tremendous. I think I, I really enjoyed getting to know her and watching a practice and seeing her methodical practice strategy and her connection with her players. I mean, this is a team that also has seen three coaching staffs in the last few years in Cammie Etheridge moving on to Washington State and Jenny Huth now at Oregon State. But there were a few players that have been through quite a bit now with Krista Matteo being here. Michaela Eisenbart uh, is one of those Alexis Chapman. Those are players that were part of that championship environment under Savannah Smith in that whole group. And so I think that we saw some we saw some glimpses of that For sure. during the tournament. And they're just poised. And Hannah Simmental running the point. I mean, she had 27 in the last game. She's such a good point guard. I mean, She's emerging is one of the best players in the league as a sophomore. And she does a really good job running the club. And then Kirsten Harden underneath is just tough. She's got great hands. And, she, you know, they run a lot of sets. They try to slow it down. And I think the biggest problem with UNC this year, Coulter, has been turnovers. And that really plagued them. They had timely turnovers where NAU was just able to capitalize on it. Last question on this game, then. NAU into the conference championship game. And, and as I said off the top, I think NAU is one of the toughest jobs in the league. So I think this is one of the best coaching jobs in the league by Lori Payne. And I also think, though, it should put the rest of the league on notice because if you can build an NAU to get to the point where you're a championship-level caliber program, you should be able to build it everywhere. And I do think that there are several programs right now in the league with championship culture, Montana State, Idaho State, Idaho, all being in that same mix. But uh, I guess what I'm saying is I'm looking at you, Montana. If NAU can do it, Montana can absolutely do it. And I think it gives hope to the rest of the league as well. But, I mean, what have you thought of the way that Lori Payne's built this up and, and what has been the key factors for her um, guiding NAU from a program that was almost never competitive to being uh, now knocking on the door of an NCAA tournament? Bit? Well, she started at the very bottom. She inherited a program that was at rock bottom. And in her fifth season, I mean, I take a look at the progress that Lori Payne has made. And I've, I've been fortunate to follow her entire career. This is my eighth year calling the tournament. But I look at the progress 
progress. She had seven wins in year one, 13 wins in year two, 16 wins in year three. Last year was a COVID year. She didn't have her players. I feel like Lauren Orndorff sat, Nina Radford sat. That was really hard on her. So I don't count last year, but every year she has progressed. And I think Coulter, what she needed to do was get her own personnel. She needed to get her own recruits in the system that she likes. She is very open about her system being deliberately offensive-minded. They like to push the ball. They like to get up shots. She had to find players that fit into her system, and I think now you're seeing the benefits. New Orleans now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Surround the big sky women's hoops with Krista Redpath. It's presented this week by Man Mortgage. Man Mortgage tried, trusted, and proven. Let's talk about the nightcap. My favorite game of the tournament, no question about it. We've seen uh, a lot of lopsided results. We've only had a couple really close games, and even though the those, we've had a couple close games on both the women's and men's tournaments, even then it was not necessarily great basketball. It was sort of uh, just competitive in the, the margin of, of victory, but not necessarily like what we saw last night. Shots and shots and shots and shots, back and forth, back and forth. Teams responding, kids rising to the moment. I thought... There's so I said this on Twitter, but I think that there's so many different coaching styles right now in college basketball, and a lot of them are very, very effective. But I do think that the perhaps best coaching style for what the mentality of 18 to 22 year olds are right now is simply just instilling confidence in your players, and you saw that on full display with both Trisha Binford at Montana State and John Newley at Idaho. They, they just kept telling them, "Hey, if, if you miss it, you're going to make the next one, or step up and hit a big shot for us." And uh, it, it was really entertaining game. I thought it was the game of the tournament so far. Well, look at those two coaches. I mean, Coach Newley and Coach Binford, seven years, 14 years. They both have such mutual respect for each other. So right out of the shoot, it was just great to see both of them competing. Um, Coach Newley had on the pink shoes last night. Oh, yeah. I don't know if anyone caught that, but that was they were Valentine. There was a Valentine's gift from his daughters. Gotta love Good it. Good luck. Good luck. And uh, you his know, his little girls are so cute. Oh, too. Bexley and Bodie and his wife Kara. I spent some time with them, and yeah, having him run on the court after, right? Right. Um, just, just great. And had it, such a good visit with Coach Newley after talking about, you know, obviously the heartbreak. You make it this far, and he just likes to win. He's a competitor. For sure. For sure. Um, but what they went through with losing a couple players, Gina Marks and Haley Christopher, left the team, and what that did for him and leaving a huge gap in his team and making the phone call up to Alaska to get Allison Kirby on the roster, who happened to be Taylor Pierce's best friend, wow. trying to get her back because they were so short um, in their roster. And the emotional side of that, and getting this team back. I mean, they lost 10 games in a row right. during the regular season. And now you look, uh, you know, finish number six and go this far in the tournament. And I think there's really good things for Coach Newley's future with this group. Let's talk about the championship matchup tomorrow then. NAU loves to push it. Montana State is such a complete team. And they have the best player in the league, and Derry White, playing some of her best basketball. She's been putting on a show these last couple days. The blossoming of Cole Adbear, who's a great player, but she has been looking like a dominant force for MSU. So just break it down. I mean, what are going to be the keys for each side between Montana State and Northern Arizona? Well, let me just say something. KJ is the most impressive on the defensive KJ end. She started, for sure. she started two years for Coach Benford. Coach ben 
Sanford even said right out of the shoot, she plays like a veteran defensive player, and I've got a starter as a freshman. But offensively, she really stepped up, and that was a key offensive weapon for them because we did see Darian do Darian things. We've talked about it. I mean, Darian impacts the ball um, on both ends. I mean, she just is a catalyst for that team. But you saw Caitlin Lamardo and Leah Beattie just have phenomenal games. And Coach Binford really went with that crew, that, that starting five on the stretch, and they really were able to play good basketball together. Lombardo and, and Leah Beattie both stepping up and hitting big shots was was awesome because they both have the potential to do it. They've both been big contributors through their first two years with Montana State. But uh, I think you almost saw KJ Lombardo like, evolve into someone that truly knows that she is an impact player in this league. She, she's been making great contributions, but she sort of emerged like as this person that could be like that third piece with Daria White and Cole Badbear well, as elite players. And that's what's been so awesome about this tournament and what gives me like, I, you know, I just find so much joy in this, Coulter, and I know you do too because we're just both, we're so into this. We're just sports nuts, but um, just watching certain players, like the emergence of certain players. You know, we watched the emergence of a Steffi Ors four years ago. Sure. So, you know, we watched the emergence of, of Caitlin Lamardo. I mean, there's certain players now and they're X factors in the tournament. They really are. And I think that her play was just phenomenal. Another piece I want to talk about was the turnovers for Idaho. Sure. Every, you know, for every team's turnovers, it's someone else's steal or, sure. or um, their ability to score. And 21 turnovers for Idaho, but 12 steals for Montana State for spread sure. across the board um, between all their various weapons. And I do want to point out the play of Cola Badbear. She for also sure. had phenomenal games. She was in double figures. Um, she had four steals. And so there, there's things that Montana State does that just exemplify toughness. And I think that that's just the only way to say it. The Women's Big Sky Coverage Tournament Championship tomorrow, 1 p.m. ESPN+. Plus. Jenny Cavanaugh and Chris Redpath will be on the call. You can watch it. Last thing for you, Chris, what, what do you think is the key matchup in this game? Well, I, you know, both of these teams can bring it in different in different ways. Sure. You know, I, I think it's going to be who can make shots, honestly. I mean, I know that sounds simple, but who can make shots and who takes care of the basketball? And I also think just getting the loose balls, getting the second chance opportunities, you know, who is going to be the team that's going to fight through the adversity? And I think that's going to be the team that's going to prevail. You can catch your call tomorrow at 1 p.m. ESPN+. Plus. It's been phenomenal having on you on all season, Chris. So this won't be our last time. We have some plans for the summer as well, but thank you so yes, much. Thank you, Coulter. It's been a joy. Around the Big Sky Women's Basketball, presented by Man Mortgage of Montana. Keep it right here. We'll get you all set up for Friday. It's a championship Friday for the women and a semifinal Friday for the men. Keep it right here. 1029 ESPN Radio in Missoula. The Advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the Advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula.
What's up, Montana? Welcome back to Honest Now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. We're not in studio because we are here at the Big Sky Conference Basketball Championships coming to you from Idaho Central Arena. I appreciate everybody for being a part of the show. Thanks to all of our great guests and contributors as well as all of our great sponsors and, of course, all of you out there for listening. And thank Jeff Savard and Tommy Evans in the back for getting us on the air and keeping us on the air as well. Sorry for the uh, sporadic nature earlier on, but seems like it's going well. I'm getting texts that the show sounds great, so that's cool. And I uh, appreciate everybody for being here. If you didn't hear the show, we heard from Andrew Houghton, SkylineSportsMT.com, and ESPN Missoula. Recapping the tournament, we also heard from Trisha Binford, Darian White, and KJ Lamardo from the Montana State women's team. They're into the championship game. They play Northern Arizona tomorrow uh, at 1 p.m. with a bid uh, for the NCAA tournament on the line. We also heard from Tom Wistershill, the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference, a new format for the Big Sky Tournament going forward. It will run Saturday through Wednesday, which is the opposite, basically, of what it's been Monday through Saturday here uh, at the Neutral Side Tournament. Part of that is because of Southern Utah leaving the league. It'll be a 10-team tournament, so now the top six get buys. So you'll have four games, four days in a row, and then just two championship games on that Wednesday, but both of them will be on ESPN National. The men's game will be on ESPN2, and the women's game will be on ESPNU. So that's an interesting one, and the commissioner broke that down down for us. We also talked a bunch of football with Ty Gregorak, our Big Sky Conference analyst at SkylineSportsMT.com. Appreciate him for swinging by. And we had our last around of the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. Appreciate all of what Krista has done for us as well. And uh, breaking down the Big Sky Tournament as we reach the ultimate finale tomorrow, Montana State versus Northern Arizona. In that finale, you can find everything from today's show in the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, as well as the Advocates. Got to say special thanks to all of our awesome sponsors, J&V Restaurant Supply, your home for everything kitchen, Dazzler's Car Wash in Missoula, the best place to get your rig washed. Katie O'Keefe's, they got a Calcutta coming up on Tuesday to bid on and um, try to win NCAA tournament teams. So go check out Katie O'Keefe's next Tuesday. Crawford's Automotive will get you back on the road no matter what your automotive issue might be. Ben Stops and Eye Care, the number one LASIK surgery place in the state of Montana. Stockman's Bank, your Montana brand of banking. Homer's Dream, your favorite local pharmacy in Missoula. Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys. The Silver Slipper and Aspen South. Appreciate all of them for sending us here to Boise as well. Right now, Portland State out to a great start. 22-12 over the second seeded Thunderbirds of Th- Southern Utah. Uh, about eight minutes to go here uh, in the sec- third Big Sky Conference quarterfinal of the day. We'll be back at it tomorrow. We'll have all sorts of analysis about Montana, Montana State, men's and women's hoops. We'll also have some guests for you and uh, we'll also have a recap of the championship game. We'll see if somebody's going dancing. We'll see you back here at 4 p.m. It's Nuanas Now. Yes, Radio. Thanks so much for being with us. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. 
Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 